everyone, welcome to episode 16 of the Cap City Outfitters podcast. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, today we're going to talk about spring and summer concealed carry. Um, we get a lot of requests for um, our customers for what they think is going to be a like a two-shot Derringer size-wise. Yeah. But people want you know the firepower of a Dillon M134 minigun with a <laughs> semi-truck's worth of ammunition. <laughs> uh, so we're yes. going to kind of go over how we, we go about actually you know getting you equipped with the right firearm um, for spring and summertime when it's shorts and a t-shirt and you don't want to necessarily have to dress around the gun. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm going to, I'll push into this conversation with guys who carry guns, gals who carry guns, folks who carry guns on a regular basis all have the proverbial box of holsters or the drawer of holsters or in some cases the great big flipping deployment tub or two of holsters. Um, I, guys, I, I wish there was a better way to say this or a more sure way of finding this, um, but the reality check is what works for me may not work for Brian, may not work for you, may not work for the next guy, and likely won't work for um, women. Um, you know, different body types, different body shapes, different tolerances, um, different issues with previous injuries and things of that nature will lead the best holster in the world for somebody to not work for the person standing next to him who may look very similar. So I'll apologize for that right up front. We try really hard to get people pushed in the right direction and store of things that we know work for us and work for a lot of people, but you simply, you just, you got to test drive them guys. It's just part of the game. Um, so, you know, if you work with a local company, um, you go in a brick and mortar, talk to them about holsters and say, hey, can I try this on and wear it around the house for a few days? And if I don't like it, you know, can I bring it back? Can I do some burpees? Can I do some sandbag work? Can I do some kettlebell stuff with this on and not wear it out and do jujitsu in a gravel parking lot? Can I return it? Ask that from your local store. Talk to them a little bit. Um, you know, it's kind of like shoes. You can go into most shoe stores. As long as you don't wear those shoes out in the world, you wear them on carpet, most of them will let you return them in a week or two. Um, you know, so ask around for that. But understand that, that, again, what works for one person may not work for the next. So there is a little bit of trying to figure it out for yourself and, and you know, use that as draw as dry fire practice, draw strike practice, etc., and get it into your workout if you work out at home and see if you can, you know, find out how it's going to do for you uh, before you go out in the world with it. So having said that, we'll talk about how we do things over the summer. Um, and I'll start off with, I don't really change. Um, I but, carry but the same way. Yeah, I carry a Glock 19. I know, boring. Um, I carry a Glock 19 with an X300 on it almost all winter long. As soon as we get to where it's light coming and leaving the shop, um, I might shed that X300 light and drop down to, at the moment, for example, a Surefire XC1 or even <gasps> no light on my gun. Um, over the summertime, coming and going, it's still the same gun in general. Um, generally, my holster selection, I've got a couple hol uh, custom holsters that I've had for years that I use. Um, I'm generally rocking one of those or a Boleedemann Gotham, either for an X300 or for a T or for the XC1, either way. If I'm carrying no light on the gun, um, I bounce around between a couple different holsters because I'm generally trying to test drive something for a local maker and see what works. So, um, you know, the, I, I don't move around a whole lot on those kinds of things. So I'm kind of boring on this topic. Uh, if I go to a little gun, go to a Glock 43, uh, I'm running a Sunarm Solutions IWB uh, with a claw on it uh, from Jed. 
uh, at sidearm, and that's proven to be a great little holster for a 43. It's very comfortable. It has enough length to it that it keeps the gun from moving around too much vertically. Um, and then every once in a while I'll carry a snubby, and I have a generic snubby Kydex holster made by some dude somewhere who I have no idea who it is. It came with the gun when I bought it used um, that I like, and it works just fine. Um, but I don't vary a whole lot. 99% of the time it's the G19 in some fashion, usually in a Boedemann Gotham, occasionally in a Raven, Eidolon, um, or a Sodarm Solutions IWB, so Appendix IWB. So I don't know how much that helps anybody, but if you come in and talk to us, you know, we can definitely work through your solutions, not our solutions. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm your jeans, t-shirt, uh, unbuttoned overshirt. Yeah. Pretty much... 95% of the year um, so for me it's a Glock 19 with the next rated ultra and a Boydeman Gotham holster yep um, if I need to do the non-permissive environments thing it becomes a SIG 938 with a TLR6 on it and a Boydeman Gotham holster um, those get run appendix with the claw yep they tuck in real tight um, you know running the overshirt I think makes almost as big of a difference as the holster and the belt yeah, um, yeah. If you're, if you're right, solid on the foundation, absolutely. Yeah, having the right belt is super critical uh, because that belt is going to support the weight of your gun. Um, it's also going to tuck the gun in tight against your body because you can get good tension on the claw or claw-like device that's on the holster and help keep the gun tucked up tight against your body. Uh, the big thing, you know, you got to kind of either commit to carrying a gun and carrying a gun you can fight with or you can be fashionable. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to do both. Um, I, I will say that it, you know if you're if you do have fashion needs both on the gun and on clothing, um, knowing a good tailor can actually make a really big difference. A tailor can you know if you buy uh, shirts a little bit big and then have them brought in appropriately, a good tailor can make things work around the gun. Um, in my world, that's not really a big concern. I can throw on, you know, I've got some, some button-down short-sleeve shirts that are more than appropriate for most casual environments. Um, it, it doesn't become a real big deal until you start getting dressed up, and when you get dressed up, then it's a whole other conversation, and you need to have a tailor anyway. So, yeah, um, untucked button-downs, untucked pullover-style shirts that are a size bigger than normal, uh, that's where you get into fashionable. If you're if you're sexy and have six pack abs and young and you want to show them off, um, it's it's difficult to hide a gun. That's just part of the game. So yeah. you know, figure out what's important to you and make those decisions from there. Um, I, I'll make a comment too. You know, we talk a lot about like gray man kind of conversations and stuff like that. Um, we do have some customers who who come and go um, that are that are wearing some really really cool like tactical Hawaiian shirts and stuff like that. Um, that have slant pockets and have pockets on the sleeves and stuff like that, um, that, that quite honestly are a lot of fun, um, especially in the gun guy world. Um, and, and everybody kind of says, oh, well, that shirt's great, except it's going to give you away. Well, the only guy it's giving you away to is the gun nerd um, who may or may not be law enforcement. And if he's law enforcement, he's probably already pegged you as a good guy because you're probably not going to spend $100 on a freaking Hawaiian shirt if you're a hood rat. Um, you know, especially ordering it online and whatnot. So, you know, there's have some fun with it too. Um, just understand that to the gun guys, it might make you a little more obvious. Um, but to your Mark One Mod Zero hood rat, I don't know that they're going to see that your shirt's a tactical Hawaiian shirt. Um, they're just going to see you as some weirdo who can't dress well. 
Um, and that's cool too, you know, like I said, have some fun with it. Um, you know, you can go get shirts from brands like Cool. You can get shirts from brands like Patagonia. You can get shirts from brands like Outdoor Research that are very functional, very comfortable, casual, short sleeve shirts that work great for this kind of stuff because the material is typically a little better and conceals better. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a classmate who, former Aussie SF, um, his take was you want to look more like you walked out of REI or Outdoor Source um, than you walked out of um, like the 511 catalog. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, for concealed carry holsters wise, equipment wise, um, you know, stick with what you carry the most, stick with what you can do the best work with in the worst situations and make it work and work around that tool. That's the commitment. Um, you know, I don't mean to sound preachy. Don't mean to sound like, Hey, this is just the way it is. Suck it up. But this is just the way it is. Suck it up. Um, you know, just try and find what works best for you. And, and hopefully we can help you with that to some extent. Um, Brian just threw a holster in front of me that I, I don't mention very often. Um, and some of you out there are going to cry, but you can't reholster with it. Um, the Raven Concealment Vanguard holsters for the Glocks and the Smith & Wessons are trigger guard covers that include tuckable clips. You can also use their over loop or their tuckable loop system as well. Um, that are outstanding little concealment holsters. You can even put a claw on them to help keep the gun tucked in. Great minimalist holster for a civilian, for somebody who's not gonna, or won't necessarily have to reholster the gun. Um, very affordable, you know, $29.99. Um, that is a phenomenal minimalist holster. I will throw out the nod though, that if you're a little bit fluffy, you better get the claw on it. Um, because just a little bit of anything poking over your belt makes that holster print like a son of a gun until you get the uh until you get the claw on it so yeah yeah and not to say that you can't do good work with a little gun but you got to do a lot more work to learn how to run it absolutely <clears throat> absolutely um we did a we had a pistol training event recently uh, we ran the combat shooting and tactics pistol qualification developed by paul howe um, i did that both with my glock 19 and with my glock 43 um, I think I've passed with both guns. Yes. But the 43 was definitely a bit more challenging, um, especially when it was multiple shots to a string and when the distances got longer. And reloads, too. You have gigando hands, and I noticed that the one reload evolution was a little slow trying to get your mag, get your hand out of the way yeah. and get your mag in the gun, you know, and even that wasn't terrible. You ran that pretty well. Um, yeah, with the little guns, um, don't think that, you know, because you're training with a G19 or a G17 or a full-size gun, that you can just grab its smaller counterpart and everything will work the same and be the same. Um, sight radius is different, grips feel a lot different, reach to the trigger is different. There's a lot of ergonomics that, that drift just enough that you need to have your wits about you. Yeah, um, even the, the way that the gun moves around in your hands. Yeah under recoil uh, can be dramatically different with the smaller gun. Yeah, less to hold on to. Um, I'll throw out a, 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 a just shameless punch for uh, our, our guys out there locally doing custom grip work. The little guns, everybody loves to Gucci up their big gun, but the little gun really, really, really can use something like a chaos texture or a welder's flash texture uh, from the guys at Monsoon. Um, the little guns are really, really hard to hold on to compared to the full-size guns. 
um, and something like that makes a big difference. So you might want to get a hold of Vinny and have that conversation. So, but yeah, so um, I, I think again the takeaways, as always, it's really no different from anything else. Good foundation, a good belt, whether it's a Tejas leather belt, whether it's a Volan Gearworks belt or an HSGI, good foundational belt, the solid holster that works for you that doesn't rub you the wrong way, um, and and the right tool to get work done. And then, like I said, if you can dress around and have some fun, great. If you can dress around and look sharp, great. Um, but understand that you know it's either important or it's not, and you got to make that decision. And I think it's probably mostly about making that decision to commit to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, to carry again over the summer. Um, that's the important thing. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us. You're at Cap City Outfitters, uh, 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard, Ohio. Um, stop in and see us. Thanks, guys.